Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. I hope you are doing well today. We're enjoying a nice foggy day here in the beautiful mountain city of Brasov, Romania. Today I would like to look at another important doctrine from the Bible, the doctrine of the church. What is the church? Who is part of the church and how do you become a member? Are there local churches or is there a universal church? Who is the head of the church and who leads an individual church? These are all very good questions that I will try to answer today. The Bible tells us there are three main groups of people in the Bible, the Jews, the Gentiles, and the church of God. Let's read that in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32. Give none offense, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. Today we will look at this last group, the church of God. First, what is the church? The word church has many meanings in a dictionary. It can mean a building used for public Christian worship, the hierarchy of clergy within a church, or an institutionalized religion as a political or social force. That is how many people would define the church. But how does the Bible define the word? Let's see. First, the church is the body of Christ. This body consists of people who have trusted in Jesus Christ for salvation and are born again by the Spirit of God. They are now part of His body. You become a member of the church by putting your faith in Jesus Christ to save you, not through baptism or works. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. And hath put all things under his feet, this is speaking about Jesus, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The Bible uses marriage as an example of how a child of God is now part of the body of Christ. Let's read that in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 23 through 32. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. 
This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So the church is the body of Christ. Second today, a church is a congregation, a group of people who meet together to worship God, learn the scriptures, and encourage each other. A good example of this is the children of Israel in the wilderness. They are called a church or an assembly. In the Old Testament, they were called a congregation. For example, in the book of Numbers, chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read Acts chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. This is that Moses, which said to the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall ye hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness, with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. Here, this congregation is called a church. In the Bible, we read of many different church congregations in various cities. These Christians met together in the house of God. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, These things write unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the church is the body of Christ, and it is a congregation of people that meet together to worship God. The head of the church is Christ himself. It is not a pope, bishop, priest, or pastor. This is clearly stated in the Bible. Let's read just one verse that tells us this. There are many, many more. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Let's now look at what a church is not according to the Bible. The church in the Bible is people, not a building. The early church met on the streets, in homes, and in other places. As time went on in history, a house could no longer hold a local congregation, so they met in larger buildings, which became known as churches. But the church is people, it's not a building. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. Notice the church met in their house. The church is people, and they met in a house. This is a common misconception. We forget that in the eyes of God, the church is the body of Christ, not a building where religious activities are performed. The church is also not a state-controlled and funded organization. The church of God is independent of the state in the Bible. It has its own leaders, it is self-supporting or supported by other churches, and does not involve itself in political matters. As a missionary here in Romania, as a pastor, I do not bring politics into the church. The church is a place where you come and worship God and learn the Bible. 
You will not find recorded in the Bible state-controlled or funded churches. They are independent. Many modern churches are the opposite. The church is also not a large religious organization or denomination. The church is the body of Christ. This is the universal church. In this body, there are groups of people that meet around the world. We call this the local church. We do not find a hierarchy of bishops controlling a region of churches in the Bible. Each local church has its own pastor or bishop. They then have deacons and elders that help rule the church. The church at Jerusalem and Antioch were indeed special cases. From these two early churches, the first missionaries were sent, and the Holy Spirit gave us God's word from the men in these churches. These two churches gave all the rest of the churches the word of God, and then they were left to govern themselves. For example, in Acts chapter 20, verses 25 through 28, Paul went to these churches as a missionary. He gave them the word of God and then told themselves to oversee that church. Let's read that. Acts chapter 20, verses 25 through 28. And now behold, I know that ye all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. So we see that a church is the body of Christ. It consists of local congregations of people, not a building or large organizations. These children of God met together in a place which the Bible calls the house of God. This could be a house, a church building, a tent, or any other location. Last today, what did the early church have? What are these congregations to do when they meet? Let's read what the early church in the book of Acts did when they met together. Acts chapter 2, verses 41 and 42. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. There are four key things the first church had in Acts chapter 2. Two of these things were spiritual and two were physical. The first church was more than just a place to hear preaching and teaching. They would come to fellowship, encourage each other, pray, eat, and enjoy the blessings God had given them. If we want our church to grow, we must have these four things present. If we focus on only one and neglect the rest, we will be a weak church. They first continued in the apostles' doctrine. Good, sound doctrine is the foundation of any New Testament church. Without good doctrine, a church can quickly just become a social club. Even worse, it can become a religious organization that is following the doctrine of men or a denomination. The Bible mentions doctrine about 50 times. 
it is important that we carefully get our doctrine from the Bible. This is very important on issues such as salvation, the Trinity, that Jesus is God in the flesh and equal with the Father, eternal security, the body of Christ, and many other doctrines. Second, they fellowshiped. Notice that the apostles' doctrine and fellowship are together. They spent time talking with people and fellowshipping with them, not just preaching and teaching. Notice also the apostles fellowshiped with the church. Some modern preachers are put up so high that they almost become idols. Some preachers or pastors think they are so much better that they will not even talk to their own people. The apostles and modern preachers and pastors are just men. They need a fellowship with their people. Third, they broke bread together. They ate together. Some say this was the church eating together. Others say it was the Lord's Supper or communion. I don't think you can say with certainty either way. It was probably eating with one another because of verse 46. What is one of the best ways you can fulfill the above point of fellowshipping together? Eat together. There is something about sharing a meal that opens people up. It is a great way to get to know what people are like, what their interests are. In Acts chapter 20, we see again the disciples breaking bread together. Acts chapter 20 verse 7. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Jesus gave us an example of doing this. It is a good thing to sit down and eat together. John chapter 21, verses 12 and 13. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh, and taketh bread, and giveth them, and fish likewise. Jesus fellowshiped and ate with his disciples. Last, the early church prayed. Prayer is very important in your personal walk with Christ, in your home, and also in the church. Prayer in the church body is fellowshipping together with God our Father. If we want God to do something in our churches and our cities, we must pray together. From the very first church, we see that prayer was an important part. So the early church, they learned doctrine. They fellowshiped. They broke bread together. They ate. And last, they prayed. Today, we have quickly looked at what the church is. It is simply the body of Christ, people who have trusted Jesus as their personal Savior. It is not a large building or a religious denomination. I hope this short lesson on the church was a help and a blessing. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.